Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. This is the first episode of Season 5 of Aggie Growth Hacks. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us on this journey. And thank you for all the support over the last four seasons. Well, we're going to do something a little bit different. Chris and I thought that we'd kick off season five by talking about some of the amazing changes that we've got coming up that we've been working so hard on, telling you a little bit about the Aggie Growth Hacks origin story and letting you know a little bit more about Chris and I. So Chris, without further ado, what have we got in store for season five? Well, I think the biggest thing is we're going from a drop of episodes every other week, a bi-weekly to a weekly drop for episodes. We are yes. actually doubling the amount of episodes that we're doing because we have so many really cool Aggie entrepreneurs that have been reaching out to us and want to come on to the Aggie Growth Hacks uh, podcast and, and really share their entrepreneurial story um, and so we kind of had to do it. We had to go, okay, well, how, how are we going to do this? First of all, right. Cause both Greg and I have, have day jobs, right? We, we both have day jobs and, and this is our side hustle, quote unquote, right. Uh, <laughs> for Aggie growth hacks. So, um, anyways, we decided that, you know, we were going to go to a weekly, uh, drop, uh, of episodes. And so that, that means that we're going to have 26 really awesome Aggie entrepreneurs come on to Aggie Growth Hex. Uh, our season will start on August 2nd, uh, and run through till the end of January for season five. And by the way, can you even believe that we're here on season five? I mean, I, I can't. It, it, it floors me. And I, I, we have heard and we've gotten to know some of the coolest Aggie entrepreneurs to be able yeah. to to say, OK, how did we how, how do we help one another? How do we support one another? And there's been a lot of consistencies throughout this. But but really, I mean, do, do you remember? I, I distinctly remember. Do you remember sitting at it? Well, it's not even there anymore. The Starbucks yeah. that was on University Drive, you know, right near uh, Wings and Moore and Texas Roadhouse. Yep. Um, but we were just sitting there and we were just talking about how cool it is to be in Aggieland mm -hmm. and the entrepreneurial spirit that's here and how we could kind of connect and and how we can can work together. I, I, I don't think that when we were at that conversation that we ever thought that we would be here what mm -hmm. four seasons later and getting ready to kick off a, a pretty significant upgrade for season five. I agree. Um, you know, and I don't know about you. I, I know, well, actually I know about you. You are not an, as much of an introvert as I am. I, this journey has completely taken me out of my comfort zone. Right. And I know that a lot of times you've had to drag me through <laughs> kicking and screaming, but you know, it, it, if I would have thought, what, what was that about four years ago or so? Um, when we were talking about this, yep. if we would have actually gone through with it and here we are 
you know, starting season five. I mean, that's pretty freaking awesome in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I mean, think about all the things that we've learned, not only on from a technical standpoint of how to do this stuff, but y'all, you know, so we, we probably could have launched Aggie Growth Acts probably three or four months before we actually did with that first episode with, with Travis Tatum. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, is that we quickly discovered that Chris is a marketer. I'm a banker and we are not technical people. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you're, you're much more of a geek than I am, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) we legitimately, we've recorded four episodes that have never seen the light of day because they're on some jump drive someplace that (laughs) that is lost. And, and so just, just going in and setting up everything from, I mean, do you remember we were, we were going to try and record these on our iPhone and try to do post-production that way. It's crazy. Yeah. Thank God for zoom. I mean, because that has completely streamlined this entire process (laughs) here, but yeah, meeting in person with, with iPods and all of the technical stuff that came along with that. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that, that we didn't go down that path very long. <laughs> and that's just the recording of it. And then, then, then we tried to start doing some editing and some cutting <laughs> of both yeah. video and audio. And we are not, that is not our skill set. but no. so, so to those four, uh, four entrepreneurs, you know who you are. We are so, so, so very sorry. We, we promise we will circle back with you. And then, uh, specifically we had one that we were gonna have to reshoot anyway, because we did, we're not audio engineers. And so we were in this pretty, I mean, it was a really cool business, uh, but the background noise was so bad that the production level would be terrible. No one would listen to us because they couldn't hear us. Yeah. Yeah. It was a server room if I remember right. Yeah. That, that by the way, is lesson number one. Do not record audio inside of a server room. Yes. (laughs) So what, so kind of looking back at, at some of the, the, things that we've learned and the processes that we've had in processes that we've put in place. In my mind, this has been a really good entrepreneurial journey for me mm-hmm. because it has, has been something to be able to, to really learn about what it takes to, to have something from a conceptual idea. And I mean, and we weren't even drinking at the time or drinking all the time. <laughs> no, to, that was to coffee. To be able to, to start with a concept and then be able to say, okay, well, what's our goals? Who's our audience? Mm-hmm. And so, so Chris, you know, tell me a little bit about, if you remember, um, who it is that we really want to serve and we want to reach for this podcast. So we wanted Aggie entrepreneurs, you know, I, I think that when we first started talking, it was really the the really successful Aggie entrepreneurs. But honestly, I think that all Aggie entrepreneurs are listening to this and, and, and possibly some outside of the Aggie network here, which is fine. You know, that's OK. You're not an Aggie. That's all right. We won't hold that against you. But, you know, I, I, I think that it kind of evolved in my mind on who's actually listening. Now, who do we, who do we like to interview? That's, that's a whole other story. We'd like to interview successful Aggie entrepreneurs, you know, and really figure out their growth hacks. How did they get from point A to point B, you know? So that's, that's, that's kind of what I think there, you know, no, uh, that's I, in my I, mind. I agree. And, and I mean, how you define success can be, can be different. I mean, it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be someone that, uh, I mean, we're going to have someone in this episode that he's leading a company that's got a hundred million dollars in revenue. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's insane. You don't have to be someone that that has pitched on Shark Tank or been on The Apprentice or have your own Netflix special. I mean, we've had all of those. But, yeah. but success to, to a lot of Aggie entrepreneurs is saying, look, I have the passion about this industry and I have a passion about serving the people that that come to work for me, that work with me, and I'm going to build a good life for them. And I'm going to, to lead them and I'm going to have uh, financial stability for my family and mm-hmm. for their families and to be able to do that. So success doesn't necessarily mean monetary hitting a monetary number in sales or profitability or size or anything. But what I think that what we talked about was the fact that Aggie Growth Hacks is a platform that Aggie entrepreneurs can share. I mean, the Aggie Network, we all know about the Aggie Network and how important and how strong that is. And what's at the heart of the Aggie Network? The Aggie Network is not, hey, you're part of the Aggie Network. I'll give you an interview or yeah. I'll hire you or whatever it is. I am here and it's taken a it's taken a lot of people to get me to where I am. And I want to reach back and I want to help those who aren't yet where I am to pull them up. But then also realize that there's ags up there that are, you know, farther along and to be able to kind of reach forward and say, OK, hey, how can I how can yeah. I learn from them? You know, so I mean, it's a, in, in the future, you know, our one of our maybe not our BHAG, but, you know, for us to be able to bring the stories of all Aggies and on that entire scope from a startup all the way to someone like, you know, the dude, perfect guys or the, the founders of Bucky's or the CEO of Exxon. I mean, all of those are Aggies that have, have grown and are leading large companies, companies of large notoriety. And so really to be able to, to, to serve one another and to help, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, I fully agree. And by the way, if you are any of those people and you're actually listening to Aggie Growth Hacks, please contact us. Come on, Dude Perfect. If you know Dude Perfect, get him on here, right? We want to talk to the Bucky's guy too. Come on. But no, seriously, I think that, you know, as we've as we've gone through that, that's been one of the coolest things that we've heard from Aggie entrepreneurs is mm-hmm. how are you, how, how have we been able to help and how have we been able to, to really put um, focus on it. But, but that's where Aggie growth hacks has kind of started from. And, you know, I'm so excited. We're so excited about season five. Um, we could not, we could not do this without the support of Blake Petty, Shana, and the whole team over at the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship. They have been our sponsor from day one and really to be able to, they've, they've supported us. They've given us a lot of guidance. They've, they've mm-hmm. introduced us to, to some of our interviewees. Um, but really to be able to say it's, it's all about Aggies and helping one another and, and people. But what about you, Chris? Okay, so it's been 50 plus episodes, not 60 episodes that we're into this. And most people that know us, um, know that have listened, know that, that you're a marketeer and I'm a banker. So tell me, tell me about you. What, what is your, uh, give us your three sentence versus what is your <laughs> elevator pitch? What are you All passionate right. about? Well, you know, and that, that's a good question. I mean, I, I have been on my own entrepreneurial journey for the past 20 some odd years, uh, started out as, um, an airman in the air force, uh, doing freelance work and transitioning to when I got out, I came back here to Aggieland and started up a, a web design firm at that point. And then in 2005, we started transitioning over into a marketing agency because that's what 
truly my clients needed. Um, now I help uh, roofers specifically get found on Google and get them more leads and sales. Um, and I'm passionate about that because I, I literally live, eat, breathe, <laughs> you know, marketing online and really just uh, try to find how to improve their lives because that's really what it's all about is, is improving the lives of my clients and getting them more leads and sales. How about you, Greg? So is, is the, well, I'm going to, I'm going to play, okay. I'm gonna play interview here just a little all bit. Right, so, right. so you obviously are, are focusing on, on roofers and to be able to, to serve them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that you've been able to, to do really well and, and have had a lot of success, not only for you, but for your clients, mm-hmm. but, but why, why roofers? Why, what is it about that group that has really um, said, okay, that's because, because I mean, yeah. painters need you, yep. um, lawyers need you, doctors mm-hmm. need you, every business yep. owner that cannot clearly define the value yeah. that they bring. And then couple that with the, the technical piece of how to be found in today's, you know, interwebs. Yeah. They need Chris. Yeah. You know, but, I, but what is it about roofers? So, so don't get me wrong. I, I don't work with only roofers. I work with anyone who, who is a good fit for, for my agency. Right. And in, in the fact that they, they do see that value in and need help in order to get found on Google. Right. Um, why roofers? Well, that's just because we had a whole bunch of them and we started working with them, uh, you know, here in College Station, we started working with with a roofer here in College Station, got him tremendous, uh, you know, tremendous amount of leads and sales and really helped him grow his business. And, you know, we kind of we kind of started branching out from there and, and we just kind of built on that success and kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing. Um, you're listening to this in August. Uh, it is actually now the end of May. And I literally just released my book called the ultimate, uh, the ultimate guide to digital marketing for roofers. Right. So amazing book. Love it. Congratulations (laughs) on your number, number one Amazon bestseller. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm Uh, I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're ranked, you're ranked number one on Amazon. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, you know, and, and so a lot of what went into that book was exactly the principles that we use in, in our, in our agency with our clients and exactly what's working actually right now, you know, obviously marketing changes, it's a moving target. And, um, I will have to rewrite that book. I'm sure in, in about six months to a year, you know, to, to have a different revision of that. But, you know, for the most part, the, the, the marketing principles all remain the same, you know, um, have a foundation, of your, your reputation and a a really solid website, then start reaching out to people around you and, and get more people to know you than knew you yesterday and then start reselling to some of those people. And then, and then on the very pinnacle of an entire marketing uh, strategy is your referral strategy, you know? So um, you get all four of those things in place and, and any company that's listening to this is going to have a very solid uh, foundation, uh, very solid uh, marketing strategy. And I loved how you shared that with us um, back in season three when we were, we were doing our hack shops. Yeah. And you actually kind of talked about the the 4D system that, that you created, that you developed. But one of the things that I admire most about you is that, that you don't just stop from a marketing standpoint. 
um, you're able to to use your entrepreneurial experience mm-hmm. and to be able to to couple that into operations. Yeah, you know, like I, I remember us having, you know, when we were when we were brainstorming and just kind of doing some some planning sessions. You were talking about a client that that you did your job. Mm-hmm. You did your job and got them eight times more leads than they had ever received before. That, but they were mad at you yeah. because they weren't seeing those leads translate yep. into into sales. And so they're like, well, Chris, you're giving me all these leads, but these are crap leads. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, wait a second. Let's back up. And you actually did some recording and you you were able to pull some data in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm giving you all these leads, but your conversion stinks. Yeah. You know, you're you're not calling these people back. Or when you're calling them back, the people that are are trying to help them, not sell, but you're trying to help them. Mm-hmm aren't knowledgeable they 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 ask end up having more questions than when they started and you're the expert you know yeah. and so it was bringing that operational training in that mm-hmm. allowed them to have a greater pull through rate and you could have easily said well no 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 my role my expertise is getting you noticed and getting you more people in the door yeah i did my part fix it fix it yourself jack leg but you didn't yeah. do that. You took the extra step and went above and beyond. And really, you know, and not to say that other marketers don't do that, but the fact that you leverage your operational experience mm-hmm. for your customers above and beyond what a marketer does is super cool. Well, and and part of that has been also, again, part of that entrepreneurial journey of learning, right? That's that's one of our core values is, you know, constant learning. And Part of that, a, a huge part of that has been entrepreneurial operating system, EOS, right? Yeah. And really, I, I, I'm an EOS uh, evangelist, I would say, you know, I, I, I introduce every single one of my clients to it because you'd absolutely need it, you know? And is that part of marketing? Heck no. You know, that is not at all part of marketing. And that's not part of my, my quote unquote job, right? As you said, but it's something that I'm passionate about. And that's one of the reasons that, that, I want to do Aggie growth hacks, you know, um, is to learn from other Aggies entrepreneurs on what's working, and what's not working for them. It's funny you say that. Cause I actually had a conversation with someone, uh, last week, there was a, an entrepreneur bootcamp for veterans an EBV reunion. And there's someone there that, that God bless them. They, they had listened to a bunch of our podcasts and they're like, yeah. do you only interview people who do EOS? Cause it seems like every time. <laughs> and, and the fact of the matter is, is, is no, we don't. Right. And there are a lot of amazing systems out there, whether it be mm-hmm. EOS or Rockefeller Habits or mm-hmm. Scaling Up or whatever. Yeah. There's some really, really good systems out there. But I think that it's telling that successful Aggie entrepreneurs treat their business with the respect that it deserves. And that re- part mm-hmm. of that respect is having an actual system in place. Yep. I mean, we all love flying by our seat of our pants. But that only gets you so far. And but you have to have a system in place in order to grow from uh 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 what was it in season four? We talked to Keith Allenese, three yeah. three army captains sitting on a hillside in Afghanistan yeah. into creating a company that imports saffron from yeah. Afghanistan. One I of mean, them there has to be a system in place. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, saffron, if you don't know, is one of the hardest things in the entire world to make, you know, so which is why it's so expensive. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, every every single Aggie entrepreneur listening out there, 
you know, if you don't know what EOS is, I highly encourage you to jump on that, you know, um, and, and to read, listen to get a grip by Gina Wickman. It's that, uh, is a, is a parables and it's just super easy to read. And, and, uh, it's a storyline, right. And, and it, it will walk you through step-by-step step on exactly how to implement it in your own business. Um, even if you're starting out and you're listening to this, think about that, read it and start out. I mean, we're on EOS, are we not, Greg? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We use the principles here. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'll get off my EOS soapbox at this point. <laughs> so, so we've talked about me. What about you, Greg? Why, why, you know, tell us a little bit about you, what you do. And I'm, you know, I know a whole lot about you, obviously, right. Uh, as the entrepreneur's banker, but you know, how did you get to doing that? And, and what, what has been your journey so far with it? Yeah. So I, um, real quickly, I graduated from A&M in December of 01. I, I was in the Corps and I, I joined the army. And so I was part of that first commissioning class that signed up under peacetime. And then when they, you know, pledged or swore their, their oath knew that we were going to go to war. Mm -hmm. And so after, um, after completing the ROTC program, I was a field artillery officer. So I spent some time in Oklahoma and then I went down to Georgia and, um, I learned how to jump out of airplanes and eat snakes. I went through jump school and ranger school and then ended up with, uh, the second airborne division in Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Um, while I was there, I had the opportunity to be able to to go on two two world tours, once to Iraq, one to, once to Afghanistan. After that, I said, hey, thanks, but no thanks. I've seen enough. And um, so I got out of the Army, and I, I can't use the words that I know now, but I was always fascinated with business, and I knew that I wanted to understand how business owners took cash and they use that cash in order to create something out of nothing to be able to help their um, their family to be financially stable for their family to help their employees by financially stable to have to grow a culture and a team that accomplished amazing things to help their customers and to help the community that they live in and, and all that kind of swirled together. I, I wanted to learn about that and I wanted to learn how I could support that, but I didn't have the courage to be an entrepreneur. You know, I, I fully know. So I, I work for a bank. And so I get a W-2 job. I work for the man. And, and but to be able to come alongside entrepreneurs and be able to learn where they are and where they want to go and then to talk through how do you de-risk the, the journey? Because, I mean, you, you, I, look, entrepreneurship is, is kind of risky, right? I mean, we have yet to have an entrepreneur come on and be like, man, this is the easiest thing. I just wake up and money comes rolling in. You know, <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would, that would be great, but that's not, you have to, you have to bust your tail. You have to work hard. You have to create something out of nothing and to be able to be a banker to, and come alongside um, those entrepreneurs and to be able to hold them accountable to, to their own goals, to be able to help educate them on how to be more profitable, how to um, achieve strategic goals, you know, talking about my military experience and then to be able to come alongside and, and to help them that way. That has been so much fun. And that's been really, uh, I've been able to, to scratch that entrepreneur itch, so to speak, and to be able to kind of, um, you know, just kind of work through and, and help any way that I can. Um, so that's, that's my 
30 second elevator pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and, and there's something that you didn't put in there, right. And just something that I know about you is that you've taken it upon yourself to become the, at the, at the time that you did it, the first in the entire world, uh, banker who is also a profit first professional, meaning that you can get people and, and help them get onto the profit first system by Mike McCallowitz. Why don't, why don't you talk a little bit into that? Yeah. Well, and, and first off, let me publicly say that you were the first person that introduced me to Mike McCallowitz. It, it was in the context of Pumpkin Plan, mm-hmm. um, one, of, one of his great books that talks about identifying the clients that get the best value out of you. Yeah. Um, but, but he's written another book called profit first. And, and we've, we've gone through and we've talked about, and a lot of our, uh, interviewees have also been on profit first, but really to be able to have a company that you can know and be confident that it is making you profits every single day, every single week, every quarter, every year, and to actually have like real tangible profits, not, not Mm. bookkeeping profits, but real tangible profits to be able to help you, you know, because uh, entrepreneurs, you know, one of the things that, that I love about them is that they wear so many different hats and they've got a lot of abilities to do that. But most of them don't nerd out on their bank finances like I do, but to be able to, to sit there and help an entrepreneur set up a system that they can, they can, they can customize based on how they run their business and to be able to do that. And I mean, when I read that book, I was like, why in the world isn't every, every entrepreneur doing this? And then why in the world isn't every banker doing it? Because a banker at the end of the day should be someone that comes alongside and encourages you and supports you and pushes you forward. And I'm not, I mean, this is not a pitch to come, you know, be my banking client or whatever. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of experience and there's a lot of value that you can get from your banker, but a lot of bankers weren't, are not providing that. And so I wanted to be able to say, okay, how can I bring value above and beyond using it to phrase it from an entrepreneurial standpoint? How can I bring a unique value mm-hmm. that no other banker in town can do? I have zero um, problem going up competing with any other bank or any other banker because there's not a single banker out there that has their own podcast that's that's gauged and in, 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 in engaging entrepreneurs. You know, there's a couple across the country, but we're so few and far between. Mm-hmm. And the profit first methodology is just one way of me being able to coach entrepreneurs and to help them and to be able to bring value above and beyond anything else. Yeah. And, and beyond all of that, you, you speak our, our language, right? You, you understand a lot of the same things that we struggle with every single day and you can talk to those, those types of things. So I think that that is one of your biggest differentiators from, from pretty much any other banker that I know for sure. Well, it, it's been so much fun to, to be with you on this journey, uh, through the first four seasons, we're excited to have season five, and so we're going to we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to roll into a lightning round with each other and to be able to kind of ask our our top five questions. But before we do, let's pause for this episode sponsor. OK, we're back. All right, Chris, I know you've heard it 50, 58 times at this point, but the real simple <laughs> rules answer these questions in one minute or less. Yeah. What is your favorite hack? It can be a personal hack or a block. Hack. You know what we should have done? We should have done. We should have done it for each other because I know what this one is for you. Yeah. You, you, if, if, if y'all been listening to Aggie Growth Hacks, you know exactly what my favorite hack is. 
block and tackle, right? Block and tackling, meaning that, that you, you block the important things on your calendar and then you tackle them when they, they come along. I learned this from one of my mentors, uh, Mike Cooch, and, uh, he, he showed this to me a long, 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 long time ago. Um, and I followed it to AT and I, and people look at my calendar and it freaks them out. They're like, Oh my gosh, but they're not all, they're not all like appointments, right? They're, they're like blocks of time that I've, I've said scheduled out. So anyways, all right. So what is your favorite hack, Greg? Uh, I think my favorite hack is having good data and, um, whether that be, you know, being that I am a banker, obviously that's going to default to having good financial data and having timely data because, um, without good data, you cannot make decisions and assess where your business is and where your business is, is going and where you want it to go. And how do you keep track of that? Um, so I, I would say, make sure you've got good data, whether it be financial, operational, marketing, whatever type of data, have a, have a system in place and get good timely data. What is your favorite bit of advice that you've ever been given and how do you apply it? So my favorite advice um, really came from one of my mentors was to surround yourself with people who are doing better than you and to learn from them and to apply it to your own life. And this, this doesn't always just apply to entrepreneurialism. This also applies to people who are just in, in your mind doing things better. And this might be church. This might be, um, you know, parenting. Cause we all know that that's, that's pretty difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just really just surround yourself with those people and, and, and learn from them and help each other out. Um, I think that is super, super important in this day and age. And how do I apply it? Well, I'm, I'm in several mastermind groups for business, um, in a small dad's group for at church, um, where we, you know, talk to each other about parenting stuff as well as godly type stuff. So I think that's super, super important. How about you, Greg? What is, so you get, you get your extra 2001 points. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was nine, 1,998 points, right? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's your favorite advice, Greg, that you've ever been given and 1,998 points if you (laughs) show how you apply it? Um, uh, it was um, the best bit of advice that I was given was from a mentor of mine uh, when I was a cadet at AM. and uh, It was then Captain Dario Lorenzetti. And uh, for anybody that knows Dario, um, he was he he was the epitome of Hua. Of of I mean he he was a he was a guy that served in the seventy fifth Ranger Regiment. I mean he was he was what all of us young Ranger X types wanted to be. Um, and he and he told me one day that um, he said that you can't lead where you won't go, and you can't teach what you don't know. And to mm-hmm. be able to to kind of take that to heart, and and as a leader to be able to say. You know, I have to be leading from the front. I have to be willing to do everything that I ask my troops to do or everything that I ask my team to do um, working for the bank or even even with us. I mean, we lead each other 
Um, but everything that that I ask, say, hey, can you take care of this? I have to be willing to to put in the, the sacrifice. I have to be willing to mm-hmm. to to stay up late to do yeah. things for Aggie Growth Hacks because I mean this this is a labor of love for both of us. Mm-hmm. But I may not have the technical ability to do it, but I have the willingness to be able to lead you and and to to be led by you, but to do it myself. And then the second part is that you can't teach what you don't know is really fundamental. I mean, I think the thing that one of the things that lights me up the most is when I can educate entrepreneurs and I can and I can use my experience talking with a bunch of different companies and a bunch of mm-hmm. different industries and a bunch of different periods of their growth and to be able to say, how can I, um, how can I educate you and how can I teach you? Um, so that's really how I try to apply those every day. And, you know, through, through the, um, through my website, the entrepreneur's banker, or to be able to, to just, you know, write articles and and provide ways of educating Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. That's really how I, how I've applied it. So awesome. that was much more in a minute. So no, sorry. That's <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, what, uh, what's your superpower, Chris? So the gentle way to put it is to, I, I like to be able to see through all the BS. Right. Um, and, and, and I apply that to mainly the marketing side of things. Cause that's really what, what, you know, I know the best is I, I like to be able to look at the big picture of a marketing strategy and see what are the holes, right? Um, what are the things that are not working that can be improved? What are the things that actually are working, and how can we how can we further drill into that and make them work even better? Um, and so that's that's my superpower, I think. What's yours? Um, I think, and I hope that it is um, that I think strategically. Uh, and sometimes this this gets me into trouble, but I always like to be able to. Think down the road and say, okay, well, what are the potential second and third order effects? How do we reduce those? How do we how do we plan that? And not not only from a business and a professional standpoint, but also um, at, at home and to be able to say, okay, well, if we're gonna if we're going to you know have our schedule and we're not over programmed people, but if we're gonna do X, Y, and Z, if these activities are going to be important to us, then how is how are we going to come back? for family time and to make sure that we are investing and helping them and and to think about strategically how we do everything. It's awesome. Love it. Chris, what is it that gets you out of bed and you are excited about every day? You know, I thought I've over the past four seasons, I've really thought about this question. And I think that for me, it's helping other people, right? Helping other people grow their business, helping other people accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. And that's, that's really what, motivates me more than anything for, for whatever strange reason. I know that's a very extra, uh, ex, I can't even say that extra external. There we go. <laughs> reason, you know, extrinsic. That's what I was looking for. Um, reason, but you know, it's, that's what drives me, I think. And, and that's been my core for forever, you know? So mm-hmm. what about you? What, what gets you out of bed and excited about new uh, business? Well, I- I, um, I, I don't have it. It's, it's not as pretty or as uh, succinct as it should be, but I think that my purpose, uh, my purpose is to lead myself and my family, um, to glorify God every day and then to help them, not only my family, but the people I work with, the entrepreneurs to be able to help them achieve their God given purpose, whatever that is. 
And, and I do that through strategic thinking and accountability and through education. But to be able to do that on a daily basis uh, is pretty exciting. Um, and hopefully I accomplish that <laughs> most days. That is such a such a really much better answer than mine was. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> well, uh, we we preach and we hope that everyone, if you if you're not connected with Chris or I on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, please do that. But no, seriously, how can our listeners get in touch with you? What, what's the best way, um, both as Aggie Growth Hacks, but then also uh, personally, professionally? So you can reach out to me on email. I'm on, on email constantly. So that's probably the absolute best way. Uh, you can reach out to me at Chris at mheroes.com, H-E-R-O-E-S.com or Chris at roofingsites.com. Um, either one of those two works. Otherwise, you can call me personally and I'm going to give out my cell phone number here. I never do this, but it's 979-739-1435. How about you, Greg? How can uh, Aggies reach out to you? Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see that and I'll, I'll match that. My, uh, my cell is 910-257-8286. I'd love to connect with any of Ags. Um, I picked that up when I was in North Carolina. Um, also um, connect with us through the Aggie Growth Hacks um, website, or I'm actually going through a, uh, not a rebranding, but a refresh of my website is basically, it's a, it's a blog. Um, but I realized that um, a lot of people can't spell entrepreneur. Um, so it's going to be uh, entree banker, E-N-T-R-E banker.com. Oh. Or if you go to the entrepreneurs banker.com, um, that should redirect you uh or my email is greg at the entrepreneursbanker.com so learn how to spell entrepreneurs for that but uh no seriously we'd love to connect with you we'd love to get to know you as entrepreneurs you as aggies and really to be able to to help um if you're not connected with aggie growth hacks uh we hope that you you do so we hope that you go to aggiegrowthhacks.com where you'll be able to check out this episode, all of our previous episodes, our, our content and everything that's on, on our website. We want to give a huge shout out like we always do to our main sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head on over to their website now to find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin. Well, Ags, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them.